Welcome back to FYC. Don't ever put a microphone in front of me. For your child self. Yeah, it's a podcast where we talk about animated movies that we love and we watch. And then we continue to watch because we love. And then we convince you to watch them. To nurture your inner child. Exactly. I'm Alessandra. And I'm Victoria. And this week we're here to discuss the movie that came back from the dead. <laughs> boom, boom, boom. Today we're going to talk about Nimona, an Oscar nominated movie, an Annie nominated movie on Netflix. But before we get into that, Victoria, what was your cartoon moment of the week? Oh my gosh. In hindsight, I can laugh about it. I can call it a cartoony moment. It happened yesterday. But it happened yesterday. (laughs) And I got a flat tire on my way to work. And like in the past when I've gotten a flat tire, it's like I get in my car and I know that there's a problem. Like the moment I start, I'm like, there's a problem. Um, When I was like 16, I used to check my tires every time before I got in the car. I don't know why I stopped doing that. I should go back to doing that because yesterday I drove out of my parking garage. All was fine. As I'm driving to work, I was hearing it. And I was like, okay, there's something wrong. The woman, we were at red light. The woman behind me rolled out her window and was like, your back tire is flat, girl. I said, oh my God, not today. That was one thing. Having the flat tire is one thing. The cartoon moment was <laughs> when I pulled over in front of a donut shop to try to get this tire, to try to replace the tire. And I like, you know, I put the little thingy on the lug nut and I start like pulling right and I can't, couldn't pull it, which is good, I guess, because my tire was really secure onto my freaking car. So I like put it the other way and then I get on and then I get on the actual little crowbar thing and I start jumping up and down and the thing would not budge. I try a different would not budge, a different nug would not budge. And I was just like, okay, I don't know what I'm going to do. And then this man came over and helped me. But look, it, men yeah. aren't useful for a lot of things. But the amount of time, like, but the amount of times I've been helped by a kind stranger, like to help me change my tire, like it cannot be ignored. The amount of times that I have had to change a tire in the city of LA and the amount of times that I have fully done it 100% by myself, not the same number. <laughs> not the same number. I love... I mean, there was nobody else in the parking lot, which at first I was like, great, I'm just going to have to do this one by myself. But then, I mean, I was at it for like 40 minutes. Like, I If you struggle budging. enough, you'll, you'll, you will find a kind stranger to Somebody help you. Somebody will help me. <laughs> what was your cartoon moment of the week? Um, not nearly as exciting as yours. Um, I'm literally enjoying it right now, oh. having my little studio Ghibli moment, um, yeah. uh, enjoying a nice warm cup of tea. Um, Not that this is a T-Rec podcast, but I'm here sipping on a Tilo tea by Badia. Um, (laughs) You can find it at your local Latin supermarket or Amazon. Yeah. Um, And yeah, that's it. That's it. That's the moment. I love it. But let's talk about this movie that we are both crazy about. And I cannot believe it took me this long to watch this. I can't believe I resisted it for as long as I did. Is I, I, I have that bone to pick with myself. If I could give myself a rating on this movie, zero out of ten. Tist. <laughs> I know. But no, but you know what? I will say, like, me too. Like, in terms of like I knew about this, and mind you, like, I knew about Nimona, like, 
when like when it was first announced as a project but also like from like tumblr like i remember when it was like because it was the first like a web comic um published by like created by nd stevenson i didn't know that um and then um was you know got a lot of attention and then ended up being published as a graphic novel back in i want to say 2015 and Andy um, has gone on to do like mm-hmm. a lot of incredible things. Yeah, um, they're the showrunner for um, Shira, Princesses of Power, which Heck yeah, if we, like I know we f- mo- focus mainly on animated films, but it is an amazing animated TV show. Yeah. Um, but anyways, Andy though did not actually like have like that much involvement, other than obviously the foundation of their work is like the basics for the movie. Mm-hmm. But um but yeah, I cannot believe it took me this long. Honestly though, I did not know that it had been out for so long. It came out in June. What? Yeah, it came out in June. Oh. I thought it had oh. come out maybe like I don't know, like September, November. Um no, it's been out for like a minute now. But it's interesting seeing that since it's gotten nominated for the Oscar, and like again, that's why these awards are important. I've seen so many people on social media talk about it. I mean, um, as of watching it, it was just like, like seeing a lot of like people like in the last few days talking about Nimona and raving about it, and rightfully so. But I think the craziest part of this film story is that it almost didn't get released. I didn't know that either. I genuinely, I had been resisting watching this movie for a long time. Not a long time. I found out about it maybe two months ago and I was like, oh, I'm not going to watch that. And then, um, and then we decided to do it because obviously it's nominated for an Oscar. We had already like committed to like doing this Oscar series and I'm so glad that I watched it when I did. I'm so glad that we're learning all these things about it. And I'm so glad also that you like Loki knew so many things about it from before. <laughs> I would, this, when I told you something is not on my radar, this. Well, no, I remember it had first come up because I remember the excitement around it when it was announced that Blue Sky Studios mm-hmm. rip, which yeah. Blue Sky's created Rio, Rio, Spies in Disguise. Um, they had announced that they I were, saved, no? Ice Age, yeah. Um, yeah, can't forget that. Um, and they announced that they were going to make Nimona, and people were really excited. And then the merger, um, the 20th Century Fox merger with Disney mm-hmm. happened. Dun, yeah. dun, dun. That and was like a while ago, too. Like, what, 2018, 2017, 2016? Uh, time. Time doesn't exist. Yeah, time, I want to say it was like 2018. I, I, I believe it. Um, yeah. But yeah, then uh, Disney eventually ended up canning like shutting down the studio entirely mm-hmm. which you know things happen things happen sure um <laughs> but it looked like you know th- the movie was not going to go through that yeah. disney was not going to pick it up so it seemed that um nimona was dead in the water until annapurna um picture and netflix teamed up to produce and distribute the film yeah and here we are today to talk about the movie that literally yeah came back from the dead <laughs> yeah, came back. but yeah like we said you can watch this movie on netflix right now and honestly turn off this podcast and go, go watch, watch it, it and, and then, then come back, back. <laughs> <laughs> and we'll talk all about it but it's directed by nick bruno and troy quain um who directed the spies in disguise and then um written by robert l baird and lloyd taylor but again it is an adaptation from nd stevenson Yes. So keep that in mind. The movie stars Chloe Grace Moretz as Nimona, 
who um, she is nominated for an Annie Award for this, which is one of the reasons I was like, okay, wait, let me just watch it right now and pay attention. Riz Ahmed as Ballister Boldheart, also known as Bal. He's basically a commoner turned knight, then turned fugitive, and because he's accused of murdering the queen because he essentially did kill the queen in front of literally the entire kingdom um, during his knighting ceremony. So um, he has one heck of a backstory to him, and we'll dive deep into that in a second. And then you have, as um, Ballister's love interest, his fellow knight, Ambrosius Goldenloin, played by Eugene Lee Yang, who you may know from the Try Guys. Yay! We love the Try Guys. Specifically Eugene. And then Francis Conroy, um, who you may know from American Horror Story, yeah. as the director, the knight's mentor, who wants to maintain the kingdom's way of life at all costs. And we'll see what that means. We'll discuss what that leads. And then the rest of the stars studied cast also includes Lorraine Toussaint, India Moore, RuPaul, like, yeah. and a bunch of SNL people, like Beck Bennett, whose voice yeah. I recognize literally immediately, Julio Torres, who... We can get into later, but I knew it immediately. And then Sarah Sherman. Yeah. I think a lot of times movies that are like really trying to push like diversity and inclusion are really beat you over the head with like um, certain characters being, having certain backgrounds and who is a woman and who's a man and all this stuff. The director as like Frances Conroy as a director was I think she did such a good performance. Like, I knew from the get-go, I was like, there's something up with her. I was like, I don't know what it is, but there is something up. I do not trust her. And then, like... The twist, even I will say, no came... the flow of her character, I was like... I, be- I was fully believing it. I was like, this woman is deceitful. Yeah, I kind of saw that twist coming from yeah. a mile away. Okay, I hear you. But, um... <laughs> It was just I, like again, like that was one of the very few faults I found with the, um, the story. Okay, but I will say they broadcast very clearly. But again, I thought it was a great performance. I think it came more down to like the script and the story, where I was like, "Yeah, I know where this is going." I also think that this one, this movie in particular, is very much like the audience for this is six-year-olds. Really, I think yeah. this is very much for the fourteen and fifteen year olds. Interesting. At least the Why? ones I feel like the alt ones, like people who are yeah. like you know, like you know, the people, the like the teens who are on Tumblr. I feel yeah. like this is exactly the sort of movie, or maybe it's just like what I know. I probably would have seen at that age. Oh, I would have watched it entirely. Um, uh, but I definitely see like the appeal. It's like definitely has the appeal for kids, but I definitely see like. Like the edgy teens and okay. tweens watching this one too. Right, that makes sense too because if it was a graphic novel, like five year olds aren't out here reading graphic novels waiting for them to get turned into movies. And then I also think like the very like complex allegories, which we'll like discuss later because I think it's such a big part of the movie and it's such a special part of this movie. Without getting too much into it, the movie is about Ballister and Nimona teaming up together to find out who really was behind the killing of the queen. Like I mentioned earlier, like Ballister was getting knighted when his sword just happened to go off and literally kill the queen in front of the entire kingdom in a stadium. You know what it was giving? It was giving the Pink Panther movie with Steve Martin when Gluant is killed right after the French team wins whatever game that was. That's, that's the vibe. It's like, wow, this is the most important moment of the year. Wow, this is the most important person of the year. 
oh my God, they've been killed in front of absolutely everyone. Can I tell you, I completely forgot that that was the plot of the Pink Panther movie. (laughs) (laughs) But I want to take this opportunity because you mentioned the stadium. And you know what this world reminds me of? Oh boy, what? Pan Am. Oh, like it's specifically like Ballad of Songbirds and Snakes. It okay. looked like down to the yeah. freaking statue of the, the lady statue, holding a yeah. thing. I was I literally like just like once we entered that world, I was like, this feels like that, yeah. like the Hunger Games world. I totally get that, especially because there's this whole like you can't go outside the wall. It's bad out there. Yeah. And it's then giving very like dystopian YA, like divergent. Yeah. Yeah, and then it's like you have like this, you have like um, India Moore and RuPaul's characters who are like the sort of newscasters that like make this super entertaining and like... They were excellent. Yeah, they were so good. The movie then continues and it's like essentially a monster hunt between Val, between Val and Nimona trying to find out who the real killer was and then Ambrosia's Golden Loin, which is a great name, (laughs) by the way, um, who is the hero of the kingdom he's a knight he's tasked with hunting down Val and Nimona and capturing them and putting an end to their little mission whatever that may be and of course there's the complex thing of Golden Lloyd maybe not wanting to capture Val who's his boyfriend Uh, that he really loves they're literally in love yeah Granted, I hadn't read the graphic novel, but, like, as soon as, like, they were having that little flirty moment in the beginning and they hold hands, oh. I was like, oh, like, they're cute. They're boyfriends. They're night boyfriends. They're night boyfriends. I literally screamed. Like, I out loud screamed in my living room, and then I took a picture of myself because I was on my phone because I wasn't really paying attention to the movie, I will confess. Screamed, took a, took a selfie of myself, like, watching the screen screaming when they're holding hands in that exact yeah. scene that you're describing. Um, so yeah, follow us on at for your child self on Instagram to maybe or maybe not see this picture. I'm definitely gonna post it. It's really funny. I was shocked. I hadn't been that shocked in a few weeks. It's like, damn, I want to see this picture. Yeah, I'll show it to you. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, I gotta say, like once, cause like once they become foes, like Bal and Ambrosius, literally homeboy's face like bow's face every time he ends up seeing him it's just like have you noticed that his eyes would get like so big and then he'd get a little pow like (laughs) no and they're so freaking cute like character design wise they're so cute and handsome and uh, i loved it i was obsessed with bow's like bowster's design it was he was just so precious he was just maybe you know who he reminds me of who puss in boots (gasps) yes yeah like with the little mustache and uh-huh. then the big eyes and then the little triangle. And he's like kind of pointy, but not really. Yeah, yeah. I just loved his little, like, it, I just, yeah, I loved his design. And then you have Nimona, who, like, actually oh. looks rather different. And it's funny because I remembered the Nimona design in my mind as the graphic novel version. And then looking at the graphic novel version, I was like, oh, right, that was the design looked like. Yeah. And it's just like, I don't know. Um, Nimona gives me Toph vibes from, like, okay. Avatar. Yeah, I get that. But instead of, like, the little, like, crown with the hair puff, it's, like, the cool, like, like uh-huh, hanging. With the hair. Yeah, with the hair, with the pink hair. But, yeah. like, what are the hanging bits called? Money pieces? Uh, money pieces. Is that? Yeah, what is, money okay. pieces. Yeah. Anyway, so there's that layer where Bal killed the queen in front of everybody and then fled. But then. Not before Ambrosius. Uh-huh. But there's a layer where Ambrosius cut Bal's arm off. Yeah. To like, obviously like the, the, the like sword laser things going off. So 
Ambrosius and his like quick night wits just slices up and the arm falls off. So they're boyfriends and one of them just killed the queen and the other one just sliced the boyfriend's arm. So there's just like this weird like back and forth tension already. And obviously they become enemies right in that second. But even then, like the way they look at each other, it's like, did we really just become enemies? Angst, baby. <laughs> we love the angst. Angst is good. Yeah, this movie's riddled with angst. So what were your, like, maybe not initial thoughts, but, like, thoughts overall about the movie? Like, once you ended it, you were like, how did you feel? Like, what were you thinking? I mean, no. Like, I'm not going to lie to you. When I first started watching it, the first five minutes, I, like, rolled my eyes so hard. It was, like, I don't know. I felt, like, it felt cringe. Yeah. In terms of, like, it felt like, you know, it was, like, making, like, you know, it's, like, making fun of, like, the whole storybook trope. And it's, like, these worlds that are, like, you know, like, it's fantasy, but it's also, like, modern, but it's also... And then, like, as going on, I sort of rolled my eyes, and then as it played out, I realized that it reminded me a lot of something. What did it remind you of? Somebody once told me the world is gonna roll me. Um, yeah, it, I was like, oh, this is, like, Shrek. Yeah. <laughs> Not in that this is, like, a carbon copy, but I'm like, oh, like, this is pulling a Shrek, and... Just like Shrek, it really grew on me by the end. Yeah. Like, I really, really loved this movie. It was just like, it really ended up becoming such a fun blast. And, you know, the character's chemistry really, like, starts gelling, like, around 15 minutes in. And Mm -hmm. then, like, you start Mm -hmm. enjoying the relationships. Getting to know Nimona, obviously. Like, I feel like, obviously, the point, just like Shrek, is, like, you know, the layers, like, around these this character and, like, what it means to be a shapeshifter and, like, how... And not fitting these conventional, like, labels of, like, you know, existence and, like, you know... Um, and, like, the label of, you know, being a quote-unquote monster, just being different from yeah. everyone else. It's um, giving Luca, too. Yeah. And, yeah, exactly. Because it, it, it is an important lesson to teach kids, and I don't think that we allow ourselves enough opportunities in the day-to-day to to do that. And I think that the best way for people to learn sometimes is through media like this. I agree, yeah. And then it's, like, also, like, not just through Nimona, but through Bao. Through Bao, yeah. Who, like, like, who also grows as a person as well, who has these, like, preconceived notions. And it's, like, you know, it's sort of the, like, listening and learning, and you know? And, like, he, like, does mess up, like, several times in the narrative in terms of, like, how he views Nimona, how he How he even talks to Nimona. Yeah, how he perceives her personhood, like, you know, the patronizing, the, like, it just feels like a classic, like, buddy quote-unquote cop movie where it's Mm -hmm. just like two opposites like coming together to like solve this mystery and kick some ass yeah and like they form such a great team like you i really loved when it's like they finally like do Mm -hmm. kind of become a team work together yeah 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 and i don't know and then obviously like the like love story that's there that's like complicated um but i mean at the heart like the relationship we really care about is nimona and bao yeah yeah, and I I think that was I, one of my favorite parts of it, too, where it's, like, I, what got me, what hooked me into the movie was Boyfriend Nights. I was like, oh, my God, wait, I'm so here for this. But what kept me looped in and what I was at the end rooting for was Val and Nimona's relationship. Yeah. So, um, 
yeah, one like I overall I think that by the time I finished it, I was like, I cannot believe that I had been putting it off for so long. And on top of that, for some reason, um, when I sat down to watch it, I didn't really want to watch it. So I started texting everyone I knew. So as the movie started, like the first five, 10 minutes, people were texting me back. By minute 15, I was telling everyone to watch this movie. I was like, what are you doing right now? They were like, nothing. I was like, you need to watch Nimona. They were like, great. <laughs> that was my friend Gray in New York. They were like, great, watching it right now. They loved it. Growth. <laughs> Growth. My, um, my sister, I was like, what are y'all doing right now? She was like, oh, I'm playing with the reptiles. I was like, if you have Netflix next to you, you need to watch Nimona. You're going to love it. You are Nimona. She goes, great, thanks. Um, my friend Valentina, who I was texting, I was like, um, I know this movie's not on your radar. You need to watch Nimona. You're going to love it. She was like, oh, my God, how was it? I was like, oh, I'm minute 22. Like, I, I'm not even at the juicy parts yet. I just know we're going to love it. It was just like a movie from that the get-go I knew I was going to love. I don't know. And that's so rare. That doesn't even happen to me with Pixar movies, you know, where it's like right from the, the moment it catches my attention, I know that I'm going to like it. Mm. Usually I'm like, hmm, but what else is it going to do to me? What, what else is it going to make me feel for me to love this movie? But Boyfriend Nights, it felt like true crime, like murder mystery. That got me. Nimona as a character got me. So I think it was just like it played, it played all its cards right and it, it did things to me. <laughs> um, Metal. Also, yeah, I think it helped that they played the banana split songs multiple times. I was confused. Is that like a thing? Oh my God. You don't know what the banana splits are? No. It was like an old show. Um, do you know the doodle bops? Yeah. It's like them the not familiar with. Yeah. yeah. It's like the doodle bops where it's like four insanely large costume people doing it's it's like a teletubbies yeah but like it was more like think of it more like a sitcom than necessarily just like a little show about teaching kids things it was like these four giant like animals people in animal costumes like being funny it was like very situational comedy like body and like physical comedy from like I think I want to say like the seventies. I used to watch it when I was little because they played it on cart on Boomerang. Really? Do you remember oh. Boomerang? I remember Boomerang, but I never saw it on Boomerang. Yeah. I was not alive in the seventies. I just would watch <laughs> it on Boomerang, um, and I loved it. They would. I don't think they played the full episodes. I think they only played like clips in between episodes and stuff. And the song was all like la 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 la. But anyway, in twenty eighteen. They made a horror movie with about the, the banana splits. Oh, my God. Girl, I, I have seen that movie so many times. I think it's so funny. Uh, it's a very Five Nights at Freddy. Okay. It's, it's like that type of vibe. Um, but it's with the banana splits. And I am a little disturbed that the banana splits keeps coming up in media. I'm ready for the comeback. I'm ready for the revival. Was not expecting it at all in this movie. And I think it fits very well. This is so... Or, but again, that's because I guess I'm a banana split stan. But how did you feel about that little theme song being played over and over again? Honestly, I'm not going to lie. I didn't really notice it that much. Okay. Like, I saw a banana split theme and it's I was just, just like, Easter am I supposed egg. to know what that is? Yeah, I felt very deep cut, mm -hmm. I guess. But maybe yeah, I was unaware of it. I want to know what these people's background is with the banana splits. I'm like, yeah, maybe. I don't know. There has to be something. It wouldn't be in there for nothing. 
No. There's no, got to like, be a deliberate. reason. Yeah, there's got to be a reason. Um, again, I also don't know the whole banana splits lore. I just remember that I would watch it and like there were these giant animals that would like bong each other on the head and knock each other off tricycles and shit like that. Um, <laughs> I loved it. I, I loved Y'all should see my face right now. <laughs> Interesting. Banana split, guys. Yeah. Uh, what did you think of the genre? Or like what would you kind of label the genre as? Well, it was funny because we were talking about it and it was just like we like listed off like 10 different things, but like kind of the same <laughs> thing in the end. It's like medieval, sci-fi, fantasy, cyberpunk, high tech. High tech. Um, I was like, yeah, Laurel Hardware. <laughs> I'm saving that one for Laurel later. Hardware I'm saving a, that one for genre. later. I'm not going to say. No, I'm not going to say oh, it. The one that you're saving in your mouth right now. Uh, no, I'm saving. Um, I'm saving it for something. Okay. Okay. I can't wait. I think overall, and like, I don't want to talk about this necessarily, but it was giving me wish vibes in that like, there was like this cute little kingdom that everyone in there was safe and everyone in there loves being in there. And they have these rules that they follow. And like, um, like, yeah, like people want to come, people want to be, people are part of the society, except I feel like this one did it so much better. It did a lot. I think it did a better job of building the world without presenting as like either a stereotype or a trope right mm-hmm. at the beginning, like wish did like wish was like, everyone here is great and happy all the time. And this one was like, this is what we're working with. The nights are great. Everyone's having a good time today. Tonight's the nighting ceremony. And then throughout you learn all the history that everyone kind of like mentions, mentions throughout, like you get where like all the, um, yeah, the exposition is like, comes out really well. Like yeah. it's not and like it all shoot the way in. through. Exactly. Shoot. Shoe in as a, Perfect word for that. Especially because I think the word shoehorn, I've used it wrong, might be. Um, it's like, and it kind of also, so this is what I meant by it reminds, the Nimona reminds me of Shrek, in that when Shrek came out, like the animation was kind of like very, like, you oh, know, that's cutting true. edge, and it looks sort okay. of weird for its time. Yeah. But now we're like, oh, it's like such a marvel. And like, I feel like that's how we're going to feel in a few years with Nimona. And Granted, like, wish, like, for all its story faults, as you know. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) That'll be a future episode. Um, (laughs) It does have very interesting animation. Like, I do, like, applaud it for that. So I'm interested to see how this technology develops in the next few years of this sort of, like, 2D, 3D look. Because then, I don't know, it's just, like, interesting, like, seeing, like, the shadows on these characters' faces. Mm -hmm the expressions that were like a little different like it, it was just very different from any animated movie that i've seen like yeah um and it sort of gave me uncanny valley but it sort of grew on me by the end yeah um yeah i see that i the um i think we've been saying this a lot about the movies that we've been reviewing where it was like teenage mutant ninja turtles had a different style um nimona had a different style what else have we done but I feel like maybe like Ninja Turtles had a similar style, but because it's so dark and it's all shadows, mm-hmm. like there's mo- it's mostly night well, scenes. You yeah. don't really notice that. But because there's so many day scenes in Nimona, it's like becomes a lot more noticeable, like the style and like. Yeah. But I think it's also safe to say that these are totally different styles, whereas like the way we viewed animation for the past de- couple of decades is like this is animated. This is not. And now CGI kind of blurs that line because CGI essentially is animation, but it's done a totally different way. So it's yeah. not necessarily considered animated. If that, I, did that, is that, am I just lying? Am I just pointing it on my ass? 
I feel like I feel like you maybe open a can of worms <laughs> in a debate between two yeah. D and three D animation with like animators. Yeah, but um. <laughs> but I think that like moving like where the animation industry is kind of going is like very much having these different types of genres and different different styles that right now all kind of just are in this other category, mm. but really should be each its own different genre. Because I like yes, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Dark, nighttime scenes, New York, modern day. This is kind of giving this whole Star Wars in a galaxy far, far away, a long time ago in a galaxy far, far away vibes where it's like kind of timeless. Why do they, why are they super high tech but medieval at the same time? Like, I can't imagine that being the future of this universe or this dimension. Yeah, like why are they wearing a medieval tunic and driving a Tesla? And driving a Tesla. Why is it flying a Tesla? Yeah, flying cars here. why the so, hell do they still have swords? Yeah, so I think that, like, a Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle movie would never be able to be in this style. No. So that's what I'm saying. Like, I feel like now we're kind of... Uh, animated movies are kind of branching into this area where, like, I think all of these different styles are going to be a different, like, genre or, like, have its own thing that they're about like a different um what's yeah, that word they're gonna go more experimental movement. like yeah. a move like a, they're all its own movement instead of just being like animated movies so i I'm, i mean i'm looking forward to see what else like annapurna does in the style or like what else kind of yeah like because annapurna like well annapurna i will say did collaborate because they're like a um they do live action movies as well mm-hmm. but they collaborated with dneg um animation oh, okay. to finish the okay. rest of nimona yeah okay then yeah, I'm excited to see what they how they further this style and concept. Um, but yeah, what was your favorite part of the movie? Um, so this is the part that literally made me laugh my ass off, and maybe oh it's childish. The whole like, like it was like the la- like the chase in the market where it's like oh. they're trying to get Julio Torres' <laughs> character, and I shit you not, it was like, I saw the character, and I was like, is that Julio Torres? Okay. Like, and then he spoke, and I'm like, oh my God, that's Julio Torres. Um, I love that. Amazing. It just made me so happy. But anyways, it's like when they're tracking him down, meanwhile, Ambrosius has tracked them down to the location, and I love yeah. that subway scene where it's like, freestyle jazz. Yes. <laughs> like, so chaotic that whole sequence you get a pizza rat reference pizza rat was great um but then it was like the actual scene where it's like nimona shapeshifts into this like creepy demon child terrorize him and meanwhile you have bat um bow in the test like the flying, flying tesla, tesla being like accosted by the saleswoman oh my who's gosh. trying to sell it to him meanwhile he's trying to make sure that ambrosius doesn't find him and there's just like all this chaos erupting around them and i just thought it just like I thought it was really funny. I don't know. Also, back to like tickled. the whole genre look. Like I was saying, it reminds me of like she's the man in that scene where it's like, "Where's Viola and Viola oh Sebastian?" And then Mo- Monique, uh-huh. "Where's Sebastian?" And it's like Viola yeah. and like yeah, Duke exactly. Is, like, Where's Sebastian? No, it's literally it, yeah, it's like the most congested zone that you could possibly be in, and these people are all looking for each other and also trying to avoid each other. Um, how they knew the squire was going to be in the market beats me. I'm, I'm willing to look that one over. I think they explained it. I just forgot really? what the explanation was. Yeah, that was a good scene. That child was... <laughs> so, I'm sorry. The voice killed you me. You know what it reminded me of? Goob from Meet the Robinsons. You are so right. Yeah, it's the same It's the same character. Dead ringer for, this, for that kid, yeah? Yeah. I love that. Yep. 
<laughs> He's so cute. I love yeah, Goob. Yeah, Nimona just has Goob as an alter ego. Imagine Meet the Robinsons. Goob was Nimona the whole time. <laughs> oh my God. Goob would be Nimona. We never know what happens to him after, so. Well, I mean, there's a whole plot line about him being the man. <gasps> being the man. Oh, yeah, yeah. That's what I mean. But like once the world is corrected, yeah, we oh, don't know what happens to him. Um, but yeah. It's I think, funny though, because it's a very similar story. Of it is. Like feeling like an outsider. Yeah. Um, yeah, my favorite part of the movie, uh, what was it? I don't even know. There were so many different, like every act of this movie felt so different. My favorite part of the movie was right after Bal and Nimona, like Bal and Nimona set up a trap for the director and the director kills oh. Nimona, but Nimona is shaped like Ambrosius. And then they jump off the side of the building. First of all, they jump off the side of the building. Perfect. I was like, <gasps> wait, <laughs> whatever. Um, but then that whole fight sequence right after, it was great. I loved it. It was so like, it, it was so long and you're so in there with them. And like, th- I think the stakes were really freaking high. Like this is essentially what looks like a child going up against a whole army of knights. And I was very much there for it. Yeah, I was really badass. And, on t- and like Val is also a knight, but like, I don't know. It's just like, that's the point where like they start to work together really well yeah. and like, they had just gotten into a fight in the last scene and it just kind of like cut to this. I loved it. I, I felt like it was jarring. It like hooked me again with like attention span wise. Um, it was visually like beautiful and it furthered the plot along because that's when you find out that Nimona has a really big seated trauma with like feeling different and like not being accepted. Mm. So that was you- a great sequence. No, I mean, yeah, you do bring up a, an important point um, for the, the movie in general about mm-hmm. not only like allegory of like what it's like, like of what it's like to be queer, but specifically like um, non-binary, trans, like the idea of just like not being able to live your identity without being judged, without yeah. being like told to like sort of like, can you not do that? Can you like keep it in actually? Yeah. Um, and then the adverse effects of like being repeatedly told that and repeatedly being seen as quote unquote a monster. Yeah. And like Nimona says this really poignant thing. Um, that's like basically like, I don't know what's worse. If like, sometimes it's just like the comments that I get, like people calling me monster, the people trying to kill me or like the fact that sometimes I want to let them. And it's just like the fact that like, again, this is like, like, I mean, like, kids' movie aside, it's, like, the fact that, like, they bring up, like, this fact of, like, kind of, like, it's implied suicide ideation and, like, yeah. literally, like, attempted, like, a, a near suicide attempt in our climax. That's, yeah. like, literally the near, the climax yeah. of the movie is, like, Nimona, like, finally gives in up. In full monster form, too. Yeah, like, no it, longer trying to codify to, like, being human, like, has fully, like, renounced that part of herself. Yeah, and is, like, literally, like, about to... Like, you know, literally, like, like I feel like, weird saying yeah, alive. Dri- yeah, unalive, but, like, drive the literal stake through her heart. And, um, and no, I think, like, you know, I feel like not only is this not really discussed in, like, mm-hmm. movies in general, but, like, animated movies. Mm-hmm. Like, it's, it's really something really, like, I'm glad that it was brought up in this way. And I'm glad that it's unafraid to show, like, this is, like, the consequences of, like, demonizing, like, individuals, like, for being different. Like, there are consequences in terms of, like, this is, like, you know, it's, like, this is what you do to people, like, like by, like, you know, ostracizing them. Yeah, especially when, 
like in that scenes particular where like she stops that car from running over the little kid yeah. and then the little kid still sees her as this quote-unquote monster lifts the sword up at her yeah and like that visual motif that like mm-hmm. is it repeats They're throughout the movie is like also yeah it's wild so it's like all these kids are being told that they can be heroes if they kill a monster and like mm-hmm. that's what they aspire to do is like get rid of that other like be yeah just like get rid of that other and in this scenario Nimona obviously is the other Again, this movie is so smart about the way mm-hmm. that it explains how this, like, is a cycle. Like, not only it's, like, you demonize, but also how these, like, ideas, like, how this ideology sort of persists. Like, throughout the movie, okay, it yeah, shows, right. like, these different, like, bits of, like, advertisements, mm-hmm. like, it's like, news bits. Like, it's, like, straight-up propaganda where it's, literally. like, literally every other thing is about how to slay a monster and how great you are. Like, like you were saying, like, these kids are raised to believe that if they're monster slayers, they're heroes because literally their freaking cereal commercial tells them mm-hmm. so. Yeah. Um, the cereals, the toys, the fact that like everyone in the kingdom is at this night event, nighting. Yeah, it's just like, it's literally ingrained in society. And I think, again, the movie's so smart for highlighting that it's like devices like these, like these like systems in place that like, again, perpetuate this ideology of like hate, of um you know oppressing anything that's different of ostracizing anything or anyone that's different um and yeah i think it does an amazing job and i mean again like this movie like rightfully has been nominated for a glad media award Mm -hmm. for um kids and family programming animated yeah um and it's like again like the creators like the creators of this movie the actors like the writing process, like everything in this is like so like just like unapologetically proud, like, you know, full of like LGBT pride. Yeah. Like and it's just, again, amazing that it's like this movie like went there. And again, it's like maybe it was a good thing that it came out of Disney's hands. Yeah, um, I agree. Because I, I think like this was like this is like one of the most like breakthrough like stories like. Yeah. Stories in general, but I mean, especially for animated films, like this year, I don't want to say maybe ever, but like definitely this year. But definitely this year. And it's like, we've watched movies and we've like talked about movies that tiptoe around the ideas and don't like, like, you know, Luca, Luca can be an allegory for a lot of things. You know, it's just like this idea of other, this one doesn't like, it's flat out telling you and like giving you that queer representation without it even being a, a question. And I think that that's very, very honorable. Yeah. Um, Cute. That was a really good... That was, like, a really good... You said that very well. Sorry. (laughs) (laughs) I'm like, words. (laughs) Um, What character did you relate to the most? Um, I actually related to Bal a lot. Okay. I thought it was just, like, I could really feel for this guy that it's just, like... It's like, I could really feel for this guy because in a way, even though this is Nimona's movie, like he really is the true protagonist. He is the one that like grows the most from this story, like from someone who like has tried to like come up within the system that's like rigged against him literally because he's he's not a token child too. Yeah. Like he's not descended from like these like knights of yore. Mm -hmm. Like he just was a kid who had a dream and like worked hard for it. Yeah. And then he finally, he had screwed over and still doesn't realize that the system that in place is like what screwed him over not yeah. him. Like yep. it's like about him blaming himself and him 
trying to do what he thinks is the right thing and then slowly like becoming like this true hero in terms of like realizing you know what true heroism is what it means to be loyal what it means to be a friend what it means to protect people yeah um and like protect again like the people who like are actually like at risk and not perceived risk by people who are different um so that, yeah i love bow and his little face I, I just oh, love his face. He was, he's so handsome and so cute oh my gosh it's just like those eyes that's yeah. just like oh. and even like he had a, so he has a scar on his eye and it's sorry so okay so it's giving kind of scar like from the lion king in that like character design he's like supposed to look like i guess scary and but that's just within the world of what is this what is this city called this kingdom just, called I've just, just been calling kingdom. it the kingdom. Yeah. I've just been calling it the kingdom. I don't know if this is like dramatic irony or it's just like the paradox within this movie that like we never see him as a villain. Like even when the sword is going off, you're not like from the viewer's point of view, you're not like, oh no, he's evil. You're like, whoa, he's been framed. This is a yeah. setup. So I really... um no, no. I mean, like, it's interesting that, like, it's, like, it, that, yeah, it does kind of come down to his design in a way. Yeah. But then, yeah, it's, like, the whole idea, again, any slight difference, like, perceived mm-hmm. or otherwise. Exactly. Like, oh, difference. Yeah. Yeah, he, yeah exactly. Um, yeah. I think I related to the most Nimona. But yeah. not, um, I feel like the people that I texted while I was watching it, I see them more as Nimona, but, like, Nimona's, like, dis dislike of feeling different like i hate when i'm in like certain areas or like doing something or like in a certain group of people and i feel like i'm the odd one out like that to me like is the worst Mm -hmm. feeling um and i think that the movie did a really good job of like showing that to someone that may not feel that way or that Mm -hmm. maybe never has or like isn't that bothered by it yeah i think namona is just like great representation to anyone who like feels different and maybe struggling and then like for them to realize like through Nimona, like there is a way to like, you know, to feel pride for yourself and to sort of like tell the rest of the world F that F you, F you, I am me. And like, I think she does a really good job of it, of like being, of like pushing through that and like being very true to herself until it's, I think too much, you know? Mm -hmm. And she has that one scene where she is quote unquote, like, literal war flashbacks to the moment that made her feel that way. Like I was going to say that maybe that sequence was my favorite part, but I don't even know. I'm going to need to watch it again to like fully experience that from like just a viewer point of view and not like, Oh my God, that's exactly what the feeling is. No. Yeah. I mean, it was haunting that sequence. Like other than the fact that it was just beautifully animated and it's just like a beautiful story told, like yeah and very concisely um i love like the fact that she tells the story two different times mm-hmm. and it's just mm-hmm. like how every version is different and then we finally see the true version it's like yeah. wow like you know it's yeah. like kind of heartbreaking <laughs> and that's it's not that she's she never lies about it she just doesn't tell you the scary part mm. which i have in my life found myself doing that like i'll tell you a story up until i get uncomfortable with it you know yeah. So I don't know. I really like that about her character. I think they did that really well, both in script and um, in performance. So my flowers to Chloe Grace Moretz. Um, what is your rating of the movie? 
because like there were some parts of like the story like um that I didn't like it took me a while to gel with it mm-hmm. I wasn't always like crazy about the voice performances not about not with the leads but like some of the like side characters where I was like this is very obviously yeah. like whoever this person yeah. is and I was just like mm, I'm not gonna add anyone oh my oh <laughs> I'll bleep it. Yes. Um, <laughs> but and then there was like some parts of the movie that I'd do away with. But I'll, I'll well, we're gonna get to we'll that get in a second. Um, but I mean, I've loved it in general. I would say like seven out of ten. Oh my god, that's what I was thinking too. I was at one point I was like, I've been talking about how much I fucking love this movie, but I'm not gonna rate it that high. I think that yeah, I think it's seven out of ten. Um, I really like the color palette, but. The color palette, the changes in the color palette didn't like wow me, like in Spider-Verse that we talked about mm. a few days ago. Um, so like it could have felt like it felt like the movie kept ending, but you know it wasn't going to because <laughs> I you know how stories work and you're like, no, it's gonna keep going. Alternate so. title. Oof, I hadn't even thought about this one. Ah, what about you? Do you have one? I yeah, but I wanna save it. I wanna see what you Oh, that's the thing you were saving for yeah. earlier. <laughs> okay, okay, I'm gonna see. Oh no. But why oh no? What oh no? Who oh no? Why oh no? Why oh no? You know what? I'm going to give myself a little swifty moment. I'm going to out myself. I'm going to out myself. Antihero. Nice. You know why? That's because actually a very good name for this. That is, that's a good title. Thank you. Good. Nice alternate title. Thank you. Thank you. What about you? Laurel Hardware. <laughs> um. <laughs> I liked it. <laughs> um what I was did you wondering think what you were saving <laughs> i thought for a second you were gonna say slay slay no but i was like no, no there's no that's why that's when i went oh no because i thought it i was like slay i was like oh no why oh <laughs> no but monster on a hill or anti-hero is what i said anti-hero. um what age would you like to be to watch this movie mm, maybe like seven or eight mm. it's giving me frozen age no, I was thinking for me, definitely like freshman year of high school. I get that. Like that was like me in new school, like still trying to figure out who the heck I am, mm-hmm. like trying to figure out like who my tribe is, like yeah. new ecosystem. It did definitely felt like its own kingdom in a way. Um, so, yeah, I would say, yeah, freshman, 14 years old. Yeah. Yeah, that makes sense. I can also see it because it was a graphic novel and also it came through the Tumblr roots too. Why this does have like the, the tween teen in mind as well. But I feel like I would really enjoy this if I was like eight or nine, especially like that was like seven or eight. Like that was when I moved also. So I guess like we're having the same mm. lens and perspective on the movie. In that, different eras of our lives. Right, in different eras. So yeah, I like that. These are good answers for that for that one. Who would you additionally cast in this movie? I have one. And it's going to be really funny. I actually. Hmm. Who would I This is the first cast? movie that we've done where I'm like, there's plenty of Latino representation in there. Like, I don't even need to add anyone. I was like, that, that, yeah, that you is know? a nice element to this as well. It's so POC and POC friendly. And I, I loved it. Good. I know there really was some great diversity here. Yeah. Um, I was going to say, I don't know. You go first. Okay. Who would um, you cast? Maybe I'll sit this one out because I'm like, I'm having, I had a hard time with this question. Brittany Broski. Oh my God. Really? No, as yeah. A, as, what, what, what would you cast Brittany Broski? Mm, 
<laughs> um, I would cast Brittany Broski as like our um, Ambrosia's and Bowles's like token girl friend. Nice. Yeah. And so she would just like, even if it's just like a, like a quick, like maybe she has two or three lines or whatever that maybe she's just like in the jailhouse and she comes to visit Bal when he's like in jail and she's like, what happened? Like, <laughs> why are you here? Did you not know that this is bad for you? Something, but I understand also that Nimona's character does that, but like just as a funny little aside, a Brittany Broski in here wouldn't be bad. Interesting. No, I thought of someone. I was like thinking okay. if we had actually seen a grown up Glorith. Like, oh, okay. Kate oh Blanchett or something. I don't know. Yeah. I get that. That's a good one. Like Glorith didn't have, she only had like what, about two lines. She was like, go back from once you came. came. And then Nimona. Like, yeah. Those were it. So like maybe we can cast someone else as her. Like, give her more of a fleshed-out character. I was, like, thinking. Part of me kept on waiting for, like, it was, like, waiting for, like, Glorith to come out from the shadows or something. Yeah. Um, but I'm alas, gonna, if, that did if not we're, happen. If we're casting Glor- Glorith, though, I'm going to go with Florence Pugh. Mm, I mean, she is, she does have a lovely voice. Like she's And she did, acting. she was, um, she did Goldilocks in Puss in Boots 2. That's right. I forget so that. <laughs> I feel like that would be, like, that same character could be Glorith. Nice. You know, and it would be like a shocking turn. Like, oh my God, Glorith isn't this like prim, proper night lady. She's like, but that's just me. Um, what part could you do away with? Um, oh my God. It was funny. Oh boy. But the whole she freaking Monopoly like montage. Oh. Like them. I loved the shark and the shark dance. Yeah. I actually really enjoyed it. I thought it was really funny. Okay. She said baby that's shark. What saved, that's what saved oh. the sequence for me. Also but very Moana. The shark shapeshifting into a shark. Oh yeah, that's right. Oh, yeah, I forgot. I didn't even think about yeah, that. That's right. Yeah, that's right. Maui is a shapeshifter. That's like literally and his whole he thing. Shapeshifts into a shark so many times. Um, but no, it was like basically like that whole sequence where it's just they're like waiting for the comments to roll in. Yeah, that was like a part of the movie I thought really lagged, and I was just okay. like, why have this happen now? Like, and have it yeah. happen this way? It just like felt like it was like okay, we need something to happen in the background. While, like, we get the characters to bond. Yeah. And it just felt like, yeah. again, it felt like I was like, it feels too late in the movie for this. And yeah, I agree. I, I've already bonded them to each other in my head. Yeah. Too. And yeah. so, and then it was like, again, it just felt like too, like, what writers think teens would want <laughs> in, like, a teen movie. It's like, oh, mm. playing Monopoly, eating, like, cheese Chips doodles and... and uh, like you know having a dance party and like again the only reason why i'm like don't throw the whole thing away is um that shark and him dancing i thought that i thought it was hilarious it was just the whole rest of the sequence that i'm like why are they telling this part of the story this way yeah that's a good answer yeah how about you um i feel like i could have done with less todd like i think todd (laughs) fucking todd like the whole like Chad persona, I feel like I was like, okay, uh, it's I get it, like we're fine. Um, yeah, it was a little in your face. Like it could, it would have been fine if it had just been like during the training section and then maybe later. But it's like every single scene he was in was very Todd heavy. So I'm like, I'm okay with that. I'm okay with nicking a few of his his stage little moments, moments uh, screen time, whatever you want to call it. That's fair. I think that's yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. And then 
Time for our ultimate question. You know it. We know it. Does, Does it, it have the, the frozen, frozen effect? effect? AKA, is this a movie you would rewatch nonstop if you were a kid? I'm like, you honestly, like, this may surprise you, but this is the first time. Like, I think this is my first I think frozen effect movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I think it is your first. I'm like, yeah, this is, like, my first um, one. Like, literally, I finished watching the movie and immediately I was like, I got to watch it again. I didn't, yeah. but because I got stuff, but I wanted to. I'll probably <laughs> watch it again once we hit, we stop recording, TBH. Yeah. Oh, I, yeah. I, I'm also going to say yes. I think it was funny enough, random enough, and heartwarming enough that, like, I think every watch will feel very unique. And it's a very comforting movie when you want to be comforted, but it's also a very funny movie when you want to laugh. And those two feelings don't necessarily have to happen at the same time next to each other or back to back. So very good way of putting that. Oh, I thanks. agree. Thank you. But yeah. Um, so if you haven't seen it already, why did you listen to this thing without watching it? We literally told you at the top to stop listening to this and go watch it. But if you watched it, please let us know your thoughts on it. Did you agree? Did you disagree? Who would you add? Who would you take away? Comment on our Instagram post about this movie. Thanks for listening to another episode of FYC. Stay tuned. Next week, we will be discussing yet another um, Best Animated Picture Oscar nomination. So you don't want to miss it. If you see something, slay something. Oh, my gosh. Best um, propaganda slogan. Slogan. (laughs) I've ever heard. Ali, do you want to be a knight in this kingdom? Absolutely not. Um, no. Um, I... <laughs> Too much pressure. Uh, I don't know. I would probably be like one of Julio Torres' friends. Maybe, okay. a, maybe a squire, not a, a knight, squire. though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I get it. What about you? Who would you be in this kingdom? I would be like a lady in waiting. Oh. I feel like she had fun like, with the queen hanging out, like watching all the knights do their thing on the high ground. Mm-hmm.